guys, this is Carrie, Fullerton Professional Organizing, and today we're talking about budgeting. I know that's a word that no one likes to hear, but with everything going on in the economy and uh, all the fear-mongering going on uh, here, I'm going to talk about some ideas from Fanny Kamata, and she has a YouTube channel, and Jessie Ferron, and her YouTube channel, and Jordan Page. All three of these have uh, YouTube channels, and they have ideas on budgeting, and that's what we're going to go over right now. Um, they have different ways of going about it, but they all seem fairly simple. They're just um, hard because we don't like to sit down and do what it takes to budget. But it would be a good idea right now with the way prices are right now. It would be a great idea to um, really attempt to get out of debt. Um, and it does take a lot of hard work, a lot of time, but... Like one of the ladies said, if you have to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to take a vacation, then there's your reward. At least find, and again, every video that I talk about and every business that you know or your own business, you always have to find your why. What motivates you? If taking a trip a vacation every year is your motivation for getting out of debt, then it makes it a little easier to eat those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day. Or better yet, my husband and I ate ramen soup and tuna fish sandwiches until we uh, no longer could eat tuna for many, 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 many years. And we still, if we eat tuna, it's on a have-to basis like if we're at a party and that's all there is we will eat it and we and it and we'll like it um but we don't choose tuna fish sandwiches anymore because we ate a lot of it our first year of marriage because my husband was still in school in college the first year we were married he was still in college he was working only part-time and i was the only one working full-time and you know, I wasn't making that much money uh, working full-time. So we started out, that's what we did. We ate a lot of tuna fish sandwiches, ramen soup, and every Sunday we went to his parents' house to eat really good home-cooked meals on Sundays. So that's, that's what we did. Date night was ice cream sandwiches. We somehow found a place that had ice cream sandwiches that were 25 cents uh, each and that's what we did on date nights and um, so I know what it is to budget now we only have a truck payment and a house payment and you just don't realize even though that's still a lot a house payment and a truck payment you just don't realize how freeing it is to not have credit card debt or any other debt besides 
your car and your house payment. And then once the truck payment is done, we only have the house payment. Now, some have gone so far as getting completely out of debt and paying off their mortgage as well. So, it, but you have to at least get to a place where you can put money aside for your savings um, and be out of debt enough to have a savings. Because um, I know some don't even have enough to put aside for savings. So what is going to motivate you to keep the budget going, get out of debt, and save money for something that you really will enjoy? But we're going to go to um, Fanny Kamata and talk about her ideas. She says financial, she made financial goal pages. When she started budgeting, she had roommates and she would pay her part of the bills, but because her roommates were not very good at budgeting, they would forget to pay the bills on time and therefore things would get shut off. And you, as you know, when things are shut off, then you have to pay a deposit to get these things turned back on, which causes you more money and more money uh, to keep these things from being kept turned off. So she, she really decided to take over and she made all of her own, uh, not really spreadsheets, they were just uh, long and short term savings goals she found her why to pay off debt, pay off, pay for a house, pay for vacation. These are all things that you want to figure out. What is your why? Daily, she made a daily spending log to keep up with account and keep you accountable. Bill paying checklist so you know when things are due. So, and then the debt eraser tracker was her debt debts and how she was going to do the sno snowball to um, pay off the debts. And if you're not familiar with the snowball, that is just paying off, uh, paying a little extra to pay off the smallest debt you have. And then once that debt is paid off, you add that payment to the other debt, the next debt that you're going to um, pay off. And then you add that payment to the next debt that you're paying off. So not only are you paying extra on the smallest debt, once it's paid off, you're going to not only pay extra, you're going to pay whatever extra you were paying on the previous bill, if, if that's clear. But you can always Google debt snowball and it'll explain that. And then she created a credit card tracker so she could track all her credit cards. She said the monthly budget plan page was an overview of all of those pages. The income brainstorming, and then she had an income brainstorming worksheet. When you are tight, this worksheet helps you figure out how and where can you cut and where can you make extra income to meet, make ends meet. Um, her checkbook register, she made her own uh, checkbook register instead of using the little one in her checkbook. 
She says, how to track and organize bills. The pay check budgeting system was to cal calculate your income from the next pay period, add up all your bills in that pay, pay period, subtract income from the bills, or the bills from the income, only spend what is left over, and do not forget to factor in that you need gas money, savings, groceries, prescriptions, and a little bit of fun money to keep you motivated to uh, keep up that budget, okay? So here's a little review of some of what she says. Fanny explains how to track and organize bills, showcasing her system that allows you to see and prepare for upcoming expenses. Pay attention to bills you have on auto pay. It's possible there may be a glitch with, with expired credit cards or some other mistake, so always double check, even if it is auto pay, she says. Double check and continue to track those bills just in case there's any surprises. Because there have been times that we thought our car insurance was being paid many, many, many years ago where we thought our car insurance was being paid for and lo and behold, something happened with auto pay and uh, they canceled our car insurance. And that was, that you know, that can really put you in a spot if you don't know it's, it has happened. Uh, she says, budgeting can be fun, it can be inspiring, and it can help you reach your goals and build your future. Like I said, if you know your why, and you have something fun planned in uh, t as a reward at the end, um, you know, that can keep you motivated. Without a budget, you're just guessing about how much money you have and how much you can afford to spend. You can find yourself without enough money in this way. If you don't have a plan, then surprises, you know, you can be very surprised and um, that's not a good surprise. <laughs> With a budget, you can steer where you're going financially. You can control where you want to go and can slow down spending if you need to. Because if you're aware that you're not gonna have enough, you can make adjustments. If you're not aware, you can't make, you can't make adjustments in time. To budget, Properly, you need to determine priorities. These determine what you put your money toward, whether it's debt or saving for a house, saving up for a vacation, or just college savings. Budget for paycheck periods rather than month-to-month -month can be simpler. You can budget by check, paycheck and not worry about whether or not the end of the month falls in the middle of a pay period. Budgeting in items for fun keeps you from giving up on your budget. You can be responsible and pay bills while setting aside some money for occasional treats or fun expenses with family. List all your bills and their due dates. Be sure to include ones that come frequently and be patient with these, this process as it can take some time to see the whole picture. If you're just beginning, you know, give it some time. You're going to make mistakes. Uh, 
along the way, but eventually you're going to get the hang of it. When bills have been paid, check them off on the checklist you have created. This lets you know where you are in the cycle of bill paying and how much money you have going in and out at a given time. Set reminders for each bill on your phone calculator, on your phone calendar, sorry about that. You can set it up to repeat every month or every other month or every quarter so that you won't ever forget a bill. You know, I have to set alarms so on my calendar for everything. So set alarms so that they will also remind you and you won't forget. Before each pay period, see what bills are due and then look over the next month or two so that you can see what's coming up ahead. Don't forget to plan for unexpected or infrequent expenses. Calculate all upcoming bills in that pay period, then subtract your income from the bills. What's left over is what you have left to spend or save for the future. All right, now the next person that we're going to go over, and this is how to quick start your budget. Um, she's Jessie Ferran, using the money you have, your current balance that you have right now in your checkbook, you know, is the best place to start and get a calendar. Make sure you write all the due dates of bills on the calendar and the amounts. It's just like that worksheet that um, we just talked about. You can type out a worksheet and have all of those on a worksheet so you can make a checkoff list, but it's nice to also, but you also have to have it on your calendar, okay? Write events and social plans, especially if you have children that have after-school activities and all of those fees that come up for ballet or any of those things, if those are in your budget, uh, write in those and then write in your paydays, uh, current balance and what bills need to come out, groceries, gas, and other expenses. Are you eating out? Are you grocery shopping but wasting food? Are you overbuying? Are you underbuying and having to constantly go back to the store? Uh, look at the grocery amount in your bank that you have been spending. You know, take two or three months of grocery bills and divide it by that, those amount of months and you'll know kind of an average of how much you spend per month. So estimate how much you need for groceries. You're updating your budget every pay period. You will be aware if you have enough. Money to cover expenses. What do I need to do to pay all my bills? Do I need to sell something to make a little extra money? Do I need to cut back on groceries? And going back to that peanut butter and jelly sandwich for a week or two. Uh, you know, what do you need to, to cut back on to make sure you get your bills paid? Um, Jessie, she said, had a baby uh, at the beginning of 2012 and then 
got pregnant at the end of 2012. And so um, they had to make changes in their marriage really quickly. They wanted to be debt-free, so they sold what they did not want or, or need. They said being debt-free means every dollar is yours, not already spoken for. You, you, you don't have money coming in that already belongs to someone else as soon as it comes in. Once you're debt-free, more money is going to be yours. Okay, so budgeting is the place to start. And if you have money left over after paying all your bills, you can start with as little as $5 to go towards your debt. Even though $5 is not much, it starts you on a path in, to develop that habit of paying a little extra to get out of debt. And then as you are able you can increase that amount. It's not about the amount at this moment when you first start budgeting. It's about developing that habit of paying extra, and then it will be a habit. Your budget does not have to be restrictive. Um, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be restrictive. You can add in a little bit of fun money, even if it is just 25 cents per ice cream sandwich, which I doubt you can find that anymore. That was 30 some odd years ago. But this puts you in the driver's seat. Now, for things that come up unexpectedly, there they all, she suggests a sinking fund. That's what she calls it, sinking fund. It's separate account or cash envelopes for categories such as auto, home, medical, vacation, Christmas, and each of those checking accounts or cash envelopes, but in this particular case, uh, she's talking about accounts, there's a debit card for each one. So you're putting a certain amount of money in, into those accounts as a savings, as part of your savings account. And when your car breaks down, you just use that debit card for that account to use to pay for the auto repair. Um, and same with, um, you know, home, medical. If you're saving for a vacation, saving for Christmas. If you have those in a separate account, you don't accidentally dip into that those funds. Now, of course, if you're not there yet to where you have enough left over for savings, that is the reason to get out of debt so that you can put some aside as savings. Now, my the next person we're going to talk to you about, though, is going to give you a little bit of a simpler way to save for those um, that sinking fund. She doesn't necessarily call it sinking fund, but we'll get to that. Um, so then, um, like I said, the debit card is used for each account and each emergency. Now, medical is a savings account. All of those other ones we mentioned were checking accounts. Uh, because the, uh, but anyway, let's go on. They started with the envelope system first. Then they, you know, eventually went to the, uh, 
checking account. Um, but they started with the cash envelopes just to start that habit and um, get that established in their habits. So, because changing habits are hard. So she says, track, track your progress, find support from your friends and family because your real friends will support your savings habits and your boundaries. Uh, let the spender in the family have a little to spend and that will help uh, you know, keep both of you motivated if one of you's a saver and the other is a spender. So Jess shares her path to financial freedom and outlines the steps you can take to make a budget work for you. Prioritize your spending puts you in the driver's seat with spending decisions. Jess says you are giving your family a gift of true financial freedom. Freedom that is freedom from worry and freedom from the fear of what may come. A quick start budget allows you to compare income and expenses, then prioritize spending. And also, um, factor in your tithe. And we'll go back to that in a little bit. Budgets don't have to be restricted. They are simply information to help you with your money. Budgeting supports living off money you currently have rather than future income. Even small amounts of money put toward paying debt or toward savings, savings build the habit of providing for your future. Personal finance is personal. Everyone's priority expenses will be different. Now, begin your budget by writing down the amount of money in your checking account, then subtracting upcoming expenses. Eliminate or reduce any expenses that can wait in order to balance the account. Instead of using credit cards to pay, negotiate with companies over the unpaid bills. Set aside money in separate accounts with separate debit cards for large expenses such as the medical bill, which remember that one's a sa uh, she opens up a savings for that, uh, auto repairs, home maintenance. Find a friend or family member to cheer you on and support your financial decisions. Visually chart, <coughs> <coughs> sorry, your progress. Cross off each debt paid to stay motivated. All right, now the next um, person we're going to talk about the, her ideas. And I really, really like this idea because her idea can work for everyone. Okay, so how do you afford a large family? She has six kids and um, people usually ask her, how can you afford it? Well, she starts with the 70% rule. The, their budget works like this. 70% of their income is used to pay all bills. That's what they live on. The 70% is what they live on. 20% is their savings. 
and 10% is their tithe. And guys, I have to say, you can't outgive God. When you are faithful and you're not holding on tight to every penny and you are you know that you know that you know when you give to God, it's always going to come back to you in some type of blessing. It may not be financial blessings, but it'll be some type of blessing. And it's always worth it to pay your tithe and not grudgingly, not holding on to it tight and doing it just because you think you have to. You know, being able to let go of your money and trust that God's going to take care of you makes it easier to give that 10% tithe to your church because you know that your church is using it to bless others. And even if they're not, if they even if they do something that they're not supposed to do with it, you know that when you give, God honors your heart and your blessings will be your blessings, whether the whoever you give it to, whatever church you give it to, misuses it or not. Tithe is important because you will be honored and blessed when you honor and bless God. So, then she says, when it comes to your children, parents, definitely in that 70%, you're providing all the necessities for your children. You know, she talked about her mom. Mom had a stockpile of shampoos, conditioners, deodorants, all of those necessities she had in a cabinet. She did buy them at Dollar Tree. She was thrifty. She, you know, her parents had a budget that they kept to. But all of the extras that she had to buy as a teenager or child, she paid for herself. Now, I assume that she had allowance or when she was old enough, she had a part-time job. Um, but she says, parents provide all your necessities, but if kids want other things, they pay for that. It is not that you cannot. It is how, can't it, and it's not a factor as we can't and you can't afford this. This is how can we afford this? Let's make a plan for how we're going to pay for this. And they gave an example of how their four-year-old wanted a, a, a certain kind of bike. And so he did chores. Uh, they paid him allowances for doing all types of chores and for making money, ways that he can earn money, and they were able to you know, help him purchase that bike. At five years old, he was able to figure out how to get what he wanted. Now, how do you say no to someone or a child that wants something? He, and that goes back to that. Set the boundaries for how that person can reach the goal. Instead of uh, how we can't do something, let's figure out how we can set a goal and it did take him a year, but he did get his bike. Make a plan uh, and a mutual goal, a mutual goal and plans. Find an alternative. 
and they told a story about how someone wanted them to go out for dinner and it was a real expensive dinner where they had to pay $50 for this and then they still had to pay for uh, some other things even after the $50 um, because it was some, that kind of an event where there was a lot of money and that was not in their budget. So they said, I tell you what, you guys go do that and I'll have you all over to my house for barbecue next weekend. That's in my budget. So they were able to let their friends do their thing and still enjoy their friends the next time at their home for a, an, a, an event that was in their budget. So there are ways to set mutual goals and plans and have friends that will support you and not be like, oh, I can't believe they didn't go with us and spend such and such. They support you if they're really your friends. Um, so, and now let's go on to grocery budgeting. She talks about uh, self-cooking, I mean shelf cooking. And we've talked about this before, shop your shelf first because a lot of times we stockpile on stuff and then we look for a recipe and then we go and buy all the ingredients for that recipe instead of, okay, what kind of recipes can I make with what I already have purchased in my home, on my shelves, in my freezer? Let's make those recipes first and then just go grocery shopping for what we need to add to it. What is the missing spice or what is the missing side dish? And try to not over purchase your groceries and use what you have at home. If you have a whole stockpile of meat or if you have a stockpile of pasta or rice or beans, let's go ahead and start using some of that up before we start repurchasing. And credit only if you, and use credit only if you have self-control and use only for once you if you have self-control only use it the credit cards for cash back purposes and make sure you are in control enough to pay off that credit card bill every month um she suggests freeze your credit cards live within your means your current income and stop all expenses they even sold their car. They sold their couches um, for birthdays. If anyone asked them what they wanted for birthday, they just said, you know, put it towards what, you know, we're saving for this. So just put it towards that um, or use it for the things that you, um, you know, if you need, you want to get your nails done and you don't want to take it out of your budget and someone gives you birthday money. You know, you can use birthday money for the things that you don't want to come out of your pocket. Um, and start by thinking about budgeting differently. If you want to lose weight, you have to start by standing on the scale. Figure out how much money is coming into your bank account each month. How much do you spend? Average out three months of what you spend in three months and average that out. But the main thing is that she suggests is live on 70% of the income that comes into your home. 
That way, if you get a raise or you start making more income, 70% is 70%. That 70% is going to grow, but it's still going to be 70% of whatever income is coming in. Now, her name is Jordan Page, and in time, when inflation has gone crazy, Jordan Page tells us how she and her husband got themselves out of debt and answers the most frequently asked money management questions. You have to find your why in order for a budget to stick and make the sacrifices worth it. She says, we live this amazing life because our budget and how good we have with our money, not in spite of it. She says, the reality is your income doesn't inflate when your expenses inflate. Debt always wins. As sacrifices giving up something good for something great, like that peanut butter and jelly sandwich that you have to eat so that you can save up for a vacation. Just like in a business or even politics or organizations, each person in your relationship has their own role uh, in the budgeting. Start by thinking about budgeting differently, like you're on a diet. Start by standing on the scale, and we already talked about this a little bit. This is a, a, a review. How much money is coming in and out of your account each month? You have to know that, even if it's an estimate, because if you're self-employed, sometimes that is going to fluctuate, definitely. Um, live by the 70% rule. Spend 70% of your take-home income, put 20% toward urgent debt or savings, the other 10% goes toward something meaningful. And if you have a lot of debt, maybe you can lower that 70% rule to 50% rule, or whatever you have to make that percent be so that you can get out of debt but once you're in debt i mean once you're out of debt the 70 percent rule 20 percent savings 10 percent towards your tithe at your church because that will always be multiplied that will always be a blessing uh list your priorities adding them up as they go when you reach 70 percent you have to make choices Set goals together with your spouse. Figure out what motivates each of you. Respect those motivations and then divide and conquer. If conversations about money with your spouse are difficult, go on a money date somewhere public. Ask what your spouse would do with extra money each month. Only after talking about the fun stuff do you start talking about the numbers and how you're both going to work toward making it happen. Um, her husband said that, um, you know, he, they ate at home. They sometimes had to eat uh, vegetarian meals just to save money because meat prices were high. They've, um, you know, ate leftovers, brought their lunches, and um, did what it took to get out of debt so that they could have more freedom 
and be able to spend their money on what they wanted to spend their money on, that it wasn't already spoken for, like we said earlier, that it wasn't going to, as soon as it you were paid, you knew that that money did not belong to you. At least now, what you bring in belongs to you. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Find what motivates you. Find that small reward that will keep you on track and keep you motivated to budget and get out of debt and save money and live the life that nobody else is able to live because you're out of debt. All right, guys, I'll see you on the next one. Thank you.